I appreciate you, man, for uh, having me on. Uh, you know, obviously coming down last year, hanging out with us a little bit was great insight to who you are. And, um, you know, I appreciate your friendship and, you know, being with you. Uh, my title that I chose is actually Director of Athletic Development. So I believe what we do is, you know, athletic performance is one thing. I hope I don't get, you know, ultimately, you know, scrutinize underneath whether we win or lose obviously that's part of that is going to be what it is but i i believe what if you can you know hey you, you gotta you gotta you know conduct my business on how we develop these guys as athletes because strength conditioning is what it is that's probably the majority of it i want to get them you know in the weight room and on the field and, and 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 doing all those things but from an athletic development standpoint there's other other factors involved such as nutrition and, and sleep and and you know, mental performance and mental health. And so I, 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 not that I'm in charge of all of those, but I believe that my capacity here reaches all those. And uh, that's why I chose that title. And that's where I think, you know, we do as a profession. And, and I mean, let's be real. Like I'm a strength, I'm a grunt. Like that's what I am. That's what I've always been. Um, but, you know, I do, I do, I wanted to be different too. Come on. I mean, why not get some, I didn't, I, I haven't seen that one yet. So I was like athletic development. Uh, yeah, sure. I got that. So. I'll tell you what, I'm, I am now, I'm, I'm going to consider changing the site. Like, we're going to have to get rid of the logo. Like, that's actually really damn good. Like, I really yeah. like that. And anybody listening, I am biased. I'm going to 100% say this right now. I'm very biased. I did go and visit them last year. And you brought up nutrition. You brought up sleep. You brought up mental performance. Um, for those that have never been or not seen it on the videos before, it's up on the team walls. And I think the relationship that you and Frakes have together, like, and just, I don't even think something even as simple that people take for granted is your offices are like right next to each other. And like the yeah. friendship and just the energy that I felt when I was there. So I, I hope people listening and watching this can really understand what I'm trying to convey. It just felt different down there. And that's something that you should be proud of. Yeah. And I, I I'm sure we're going to talk about this maybe right now, uh, but you know, how I've developed what we're doing, you know, in our organization and how, you know, as a, as a group collectively, we are developing these guys as an athletic development. Um, it reaches a lot of different things, you know, and, and, and once again, Dr. Matt Frakes, <clears throat> our, our, our lead dietitian here, um, he's literally right next door to me. He could probably hear every word I'm saying right now. And, uh, and, it, and it's, that's how I chose it, you know, prior to us being here, uh, the person in that position was upstairs and away from the group. And I just, I don't believe in that. You know, I want, <clears throat> I want all the influencers, you know, as close to the team as possible. So on a daily basis, as you, as you've seen, um, Matt's Dr. Frakes is in the lifts. Like he's there and he looks like a strength coach. So it doesn't, he can't hide. So yeah, I mean, it's way, seen it. he's, he's yeah. Oh, at least. Yeah. And, and, and that helps and, and his assistance. And, and, you know, I, I try to, you know, I want to make sure that we're not all hiding and, and do we all have jobs to do and, and in particular, you know, expertise? Yes. But, you know, we're all here collectively to work together to make sure that these guys, you know, have the best path to success on Saturdays. And that's what it's all about. So that diet, uh, you know, athletic training, like I said, mental performance, performance innovation, sports science, obviously your boy, um, right along with us. And, and that's everybody. And, and, and I, you know, I'm at the, 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 the place right now where, you know, I, I am the lead communicator, if you will, on all these pillars. Um, so all those people I just mentioned, I am, you know, we meet, I call, a, I call our group the foundation. So I have uh, our, our, our email uh, group is named the foundation. So, you know, we are the foundation of the organization without all of us basement people that, as you know, put in the, the daily work with the, with the student athletes. Um, 
you know, the, the organization will move forward. So we need all of us on the same page and working together. And obviously it starts from the top. It starts from, from Coach Kelly and, you know, it, I've been with him for 20 years. Like it's just, I kind of, you know, <laughs> I've been with her for 22 years. So we were together in high school. So 20, I might be wrong on that. What's the math? 2000, 2001, a long time. So married for 15 and beyond that. So maybe it's 23. I, don't, I have no idea. Long, long enough where we're, uh, we're good. She's the, she's the only reason that I walked on the team at Central Michigan. She was basically like, Hey, you're soft as hell. If you don't freaking try to do this, you know, cause I know you want to do something in college. Like you want to play a sport, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I think so. She was like, well, do it. You, you know, soft ass. Um, so I did, you know, and then, uh, I guess the rest is history. Um, but it's truly where it starts from is Coach Kelly. You know what I mean? I mean, he he provides us and me the opportunity to do this. And he, when he, you know, got this job and said, Jake, let's roll, he said, who do you need? And I already had told him. So it was already on his desk. He knew who to, who I needed. And he just said, all right, let's go get him. And uh, hired all my people. And, uh, you know, from there, we're just trying to continue to grow. Yeah, shout out Coach Kelly because, I mean, again, seeing – from a 10,000 foot view, uh, you know, you guys' interaction when he's there, like it just seemed, listen, it just seemed like a strength coach's dream. And I think just about everybody saw it, and whether you'll admit it or not, I'll call it strength coach porn. Because when I saw, I think the DC was the one that was like, pulled up the catapult report and was like, yeah. this is like, man, like that's just awesome. And that's the thing, you know, I meet with Coach Kelly daily uh, during the season. In the off season, we're talking all the time. And it's the integration, like what we do here, uh, you know, really with my vision, if you will, and, and Scott being a, a large, Scott Kuhn, my manager of applied sports science, a large driver into how we organize things and visualize things and get in front of them. And there's always, like, I'll just, both of us will just be like, I want to see this. Like, I don't. You know, I'm an OG sports scientist at, at, at Notre Dame when I was there, you know, starting in 2014, we started grabbing some of these, you know, technologies and some of these you know, data, you know, integrations within our program. And I was like, I want to, I want to learn how to do this. I want to, you know, broaden my skill set. I just was intrigued at it. And then I just kind of fell into it and, and was the guy that happened to take the, the lead on all these things that we ended up getting, you know, velocity, you know, base barbell tracking, uh, GPS, you know, sleep monitoring, you know, mega wave, all these things we got over the time. And I was like, yeah, I'll learn how to do that. I have no idea. I'm not very smart. I'll just figure it out. So but anyways, having Scott here, you know, I, I'm not very smart. So that's why I got him. Um, I just try to say like, Hey, this, I think I want to see this and, uh, what's it look like? And then he'll go, you know, he'll go crazy. And 30 minutes later, he'll yell from two offices down, Hey Jay. And then we'll get together and, you know, it's a good thing. And we'll look at it and then, you know, I'll present it to coach Kelly and rock and roll. And then hopefully it leads to success. And so far we've done okay. I, I I'm not going to lie. I did actually count this week because coach Kelly, uh, if we happen to have success on Saturday, will be, uh, he'll have his 300th win as a head coach. And I, I saw something, it was online. Like, there's only 12 football coaches ever in any division that has that many wins. And so I was like, I wonder how many I've been a part of. And so actually, I'm 170, I've been a part of. And I haven't, you know, hopefully provided some kind, something to it, but uh, so I'll be at 171, you know, God willing, after this weekend, so. 
It's got to mean something. I got to see. You know, I, I think I know what it looks like at least. Yeah, you know what it looks like a little bit. And to anybody that's listening that didn't have the prior knowledge that I have that I'm going to share with you, one of the funniest things that I, I'll never forget from our encounter the first time we met was when you were like, yeah, I practiced football. And then you interrupted yourself and said, yeah, I played, but I didn't actually play the game, so I just practiced. Yeah. I'm quite a, uh, obviously, being a father of six, and you know, I got a lot of dad jokes or just whatever you want to call it. My humor is I can go any way you want, really. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with who I am, and you can tell I like to have a good time and like to kind of just, you know, be who you are. And uh, But that's, you know, I try to always – that's one of the things I say in front of the recruits all the time. And they like, what are you talking about? What, what does that mean? And I'm like, I'm a walk-on. I didn't play. Like, do you get it? Like, this is who I am. So I've I basically been the same size since I was in seventh grade. And this is just what I am. And, you know, I try hard. I tried hard. You know, damn. You know, and I got a scholarship for one year, but it's purely on my ability to coach the guys that actually had the ability. Um, so, anyways. How do you utilize that personality to – like you said, you were coaching guys as a player, and now you're the, I'm not calling you the head of the foundation, that's what you want to call it, whatever. But that's what I am. Okay, there you go. You are. Though. Okay. How do you utilize that personality to bring everybody together? Because like you said, there are long hours, and there's nothing wrong with doing yeah. all of those hard work and stuff together. How do you use that to, to, to build the camaraderie within the foundation? Well, I think one, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of, success I've experienced a lot of things with coach Kelly and that kind of I guess gives me instant respect or whatever you want to call it you know credit street cred right away that I I know or at least can can pretty much come to a conclusion on what he wants because that's where it starts you know you know I know that we're all going to have our expertise like I said and say in what we do as, as an organization but you know I got a pretty good ear to coach Kelly and at least a line of communication at the least and and then from there, he is driving me to make sure that, you know, we have success and, and these different, you know, pillars, if you will, or whatever you want to call them, are doing their jobs. And so, you know, I think that doing that and having, you know, who I am as far as like people know that I will work like I am, like I said, I'm a grunt, like I don't know anything else but to put my head down and work and not really say a word. I don't like to talk that much. I just want to get the job done. Um, but I also... You know, I think I have a personality that people are okay with coming to me, you know, and having, because I tell them, like, listen, I want to know what you're thinking. Don't just, I don't want in, in any of my guys, I don't want to just, you guys say, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Because, shit, half the time, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So, again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. Does this look good? You got to tell me, man. Should we be running? Is this three sets of five, three sets of eight? hundred? What are you, just let me know. Like, if I'm off, let me know. And I think that that's why, you know, biased. I think my staff and my guys and my, my, my people around me are so good because they, they know that and they're not afraid to, to speak up when, you know, when prompted because I, I need help. We all need help. And, and that's where I think both my personality, if you will, is inviting enough for that. But also it's like, this is the standard and and I'm going to live up to it harder than anybody else. I'm going to do the right things. I'm going <clears> to <throat> be here early. I'm going to tie my shoes. I'm on the floor. I'm going to boom, 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 You know, it, all these things that we talk about and preach. The only thing I'm missing is I don't sleep. We talk about sleep a lot. I can't sleep that much due to some of those factors I was speaking to earlier. A lot of kids and homework. I don't know, man, seventh grade math. I thought I was good at math, but it's like relearning 
maybe it's the way that they teach it these days. It's insane. I mean, I think I failed the test for one of my fourth or my fourth grade daughter. She came home and had a bad grade, and Katie's like, "Did you study with her?" I was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "I, I didn't know what a subject or a predicate was. Like, what's going on with this?" So, anyways, uh, so all those things. I I, th I think that that's I think that that you know can provide a structure that you know. Listen, everybody knows the same, and I'm, and I'm over communicative. Like, I this is what we need. This is what I want. You don't got to talk. You just got to do it. And so. Let's work together to get there. For any of our listeners that might be heads of departments like you are, and they might have heard all that and they're like, okay, that's, you're speaking to my soul about being a people person. How do you balance being a people person but still kind of like you just said, holding the line and not wanting to upset people? You know what I mean? Like, how do you handle that? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just think there's a standard and we, we, we want to have success. And if you get upset by me bringing something to the table that you might not like, first of all, let's have a conversation. I'm good with that. We're always going to be able to talk to each other. And that's where I, th I think, and I want to provide a structure because I've been, I've been involved with, you know, places before that I don't think that that was there. You know what I mean? It was, this is what we're doing and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, you know, what I want to do is say, all right, this is what I want to do. This is my vision, but, let's work together because I we all need help and uh, let's let's work together to do it so you know the standard is there and that's like I said it it helps being from coach Kelly like he knows this is he's the boss and then I'm in step with him and there's nobody in the world that can say that has been with him as long as I have besides his wife um, that we can just we we know what we're I know what he's thinking you know what I mean and then we gotta we gotta just keep going and work together and and uh, like I said hopefully it leads to, to wins for any else, anybody else that's listening and is in a okay a new football relationship, for lack of a better term, or in that long-term relationship, speak to both of those people. So somebody that's in a new relationship with a new head coach and working through that, whether it's football or basketball, what's your piece of advice? And then for anybody that's been with a coach for a while, how do you nurture it and maintain it over Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to speak from experience on the first question you had as far as, like, a, a brand-new relationship. But I'll say this. So... I just think you have to be who you are. I mean, this is me personally talking. I don't want to work at a place or be somewhere where I can't be who I am and can't at least have, you know, a say. And, and not that, you know, what I say has to go, but we need, you know, if the boss says he needs something, obviously he's, he's probably going to get it. But let's, he, I know he's open too. If Coach Kelly, you know, he's very open to, I go up there and I say, hey, Coach, we got we to gotta really watch practice, you know, uh, volume the next couple of days or whatever. This is our four-week outlook or this is where we're at as a team he's gonna listen and i know he is so that's whether it gets implemented in the way that i exactly want it that's up to him to decide but for the most part we get close and so so i say you know build a relationship and don't be afraid to be who you are because i just i mean i just think if you're if you're not you know really being who you, who you want to be and being comfortable with where you're at you're just going to be miserable and that's going to be that's just going to be tough, man. You don't want to live like that. So if that's where you want to be, wherever you're at and you're starting new and, um, you know, try to get to a place with the head coach, you know, that, hey, let's work together. It doesn't matter what the sport is, what, what you know, but I would hope that you would work collaboratively and, you know, you got to have and you also got to be smart. You got to you got to make some of your ideas their ideas, you know, whether it's a, you know. If I want to flip something, you know, into coach, I'm like, hey man, listen, you remember when we did this, or you know, this is remember when we talked about this, or you kind of got to make it his idea, and 
a lot of times it is because listen, that's who I learned from. <laughs> Obviously I know everything I know from coach Kelly. So once again, it, it kind of works for me. Um, you know, as far as nurturing and staying, you know, involved with, and having a relationship as we move forward, I think it's the same thing. Just being open and, and communicative and willing to do, you know, whatever it takes to get on the same page, get on the same level as each other and, and, and keep pushing for success. We are not the same, you know, as we were 10 years ago at, Oh, I guess 10 years ago was Notre Dame or even 15 years ago at the University of Cincinnati or prior to that to you know, Central Michigan University. It was different times, different structure, but the core of what he is about has not changed. And so if you've been with a coach for a long time and, you know, I would say just just once again, I'm biased, but keep being who you are and and just keep being communicative and keep being on the same page, but also like be be OK with bringing new ideas and, you know, strength conditioning if you will the, the what coach kelly has seen so i've been with you know since he's been at central michigan in 2004 which was when i was a player um for him there's been you know paul longo longtime iowa head strength coach prior to that with hayden fry then in 2016 we didn't have much success we went four and eight at notre dame and he he, he got moved on and matt bales came in with a different perspective and I would not be where I am today without him, but it was it was it was totally eye-opening for me. And for f five years, I think it was, you know, we were we were together, and he was a head strength coach, and I, I was able to see different things than now myself being who I am. So Coach Kelly has seen really three different ways that this approach has been, you know, uh, from a strength conditioning standpoint. So, you know, he doesn't probably know all the nuts and bolts that happens. I don't know if. I don't want to say he doesn't care, but he just wants, you know, he wants the product. Like he knows, listen, I need my guys to be, you know, the players to be, you know, able to play and participate and at a high level. And so how it gets there could be different. You know, what I'm doing is different than I think what a lot of people do. And, and every day it's going to be a little different and there's be some nuances here and there, but you know, it works for me and, and it works for our organization um, and with coach Keller. If anybody listening was an assistant like you were, you know, head football assistant, and then you now get picked up to go with head coach, what would be your main three things to do and three things not to do when you get elevated into that new role? Because you see it happen a lot, right? You're not the first person yeah. it's happened to, but, like, what's the – because that's a new relationship, no? Yeah. So, yeah. Once again, I'm pretty fortunate where I was really close with Coach Kelly. Not this close, but at the last place, just I was in his office every day. I was, you know, with taking a hold of, I mean, GPS. I was the I was the catapult guy. I was getting all the reporting. I was going to him, and that was what I think since I think we started that in 2015 or so, 2016, and you know, so getting exposure to him and those things and kind of figuring it out together, really, with me and him along with you know, the, the other you know, strength conditioning staff, uh, that was what was great for me, building that relationship. But no, there's no doubt that it's different. So one, I mean, this is what I'll say without a doubt, you gotta, you gotta know your plan, you gotta have a plan. Like it took me, I mean, let's go back a little bit, right? So as a strength coach, assistant, you know, assistant director, associate director, co-director, all these different words that were just, didn't really mean much, just I'm still there. And uh, that's all it meant. And uh, but I was always, when I first got in, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a head strength coach by whatever, this time, like 
by the time I'm 30 years old, by the time whatever this happens, I, there's no doubt. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> and so I had to keep going. And, and then I started having a whole bunch of kids and then it changes, right? I can't just pick up and go. I've had, I had some opportunities to go places, to be a head strength coach, to be assistant at a bigger play, whatever. And I just, I couldn't do it. You know, it just wasn't, wasn't what was right. And I just, I don't know, I felt it. And so it, until it finally happened, I, I continued to make the plan and adjust the plan and have my, you know, in my notes, in my phone, the assistants that I wanted to hire. And whether it was gonna ever happen, I was hoping. I was I was I was pretty confident, but I didn't know. So when I when Coach Kelly took the job at LSU, I did not wait for him. I immediately sent him all the information. These are my four assistants. I didn't ask. These are my four assistants. This is my director, my manager of applied sports science. I'm ready to go. What's up? And so that was it. And and as soon as it happened, you know what I mean? He was like, great, all right, let's go boom, 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 boom. Here's the plan, and then we got him, you know? It was not a, a question, it was just, I had to have the plan ready. So number one, have a plan, right? And I think having assistance and having, you know, will it always stay as, as, as you know, it happened, I guess, for me, I, I'm not sure, you know, but I had backups. I had these guys, and I, I, I contacted all the guys, and I said, hey, you ready to go? Like, let's, let's, let's get a plan ready, and so, um, just being organized. I mean, being organized and having a plan. Um, and then when you, you know, actually nuts and bolts of training, once again, have an idea. And I'll tell you this, when I got here, I, listen, I was never a head strength coach. Like programming, I had, I had done over the years and I'd been, had some select groups and you know, the way that the previous head strength coaches I worked underneath were, is they pretty much planned everything. And then, you know, but you know, learning and pulling things here and there. Um, it was all new to me, but I was like, Here's my plan. So I guess it does go back to planning and organizing, but this is what we're going to do. And I truly believed in it and the philosophy and obviously having a good staff to bounce things off of was, was tremendous and huge. Um, but that, that was it. Um, what was your other question? Three of the other side, right? Yeah. Like what, what are probably the three things they should never do? <laughs> right. Cause like the way, right. the reason I asked is I used to always ask, um, Rob, when I was working with him at Towson, I'd be like, you know, maybe once every quarter, something would be, or, hey, you know, what are three things I'm doing great? What are three things you want to make sure I stop doing? Like, just to right. kind of stay on pace, right? I mean, the number one thing is to be close-minded. Like, I'm telling you, um, one of the things we have here, and I'll, I'll be forthright, is we have a system, an um, accountability system. You probably heard, you remember seeing it, the SWAT system, remember? So it's it's right now it's the in-season workout accountability teams. And it's a it's a pretty in-depth uh, system, if you will, of, of numbers and, and points that um, all collectively you know, take into account a lot of different things in the, you know, working out in the weight room, um, on the field, <laughs> excuse me, academics and discipline. Well, that was something that didn't really come about with Coach Kelly until 2017. And so prior to that, I was, you know, it, it wasn't in my mind. And when he came here, he was like, we're doing this. And I probably, you know, to be honest, would not have taken that if that was on my hierarchy of things to take. Um, but I made it my own, molded it the way we wanted to, got really smart people behind me that we could implement the system I wanted. and. Um, it's been great and it's been organized and I, I really, really think it's a big, and it is, it's a huge part of what we do and, and I'm for it. And, and so that's the other thing being like being open-minded, don't be closed-minded. Like don't say, this is, this is what we're doing and I'm sticking to it. Cause then if Brian Kelly comes down and says, you know, we need this in your, in your, you know, we need to stretch our hamstrings. Like, 
got it, coach. You know, I'll probably find a way to do it in a way that I want to do it. But still, you got to you got to be able to show. Hey, this is what we're doing. You see, coach, you want to do this? We got it. Like, you know, in a way, and then then just be confident. You know, what I mean, don't you know? So I guess I'm kind of saying a lot of things that you should do, but but don't be don't be close-minded. You know, don't be soft and get you know your feelings hurt when the head coach says something because. If this is what you want to do, there's going to be some times where you got to do things that you might not fully believe in. It's a going, you know, but but you got to make it your own. That's the thing. I, I would hope that you would have you would be in a place. That's kind of goes back to my original conversation. Like when you go to a place, like be who you are, but also know that there's going to be the football coach, the, the assistant, the D line coach. They're going to say, "Oh yeah, power clean." That's the exercise, man. I. That's it. And maybe you never power clean. Maybe you don't want to power clean, but maybe you can, you know, entertain it for a little bit and, and, and then give them some knowledge back to why you would or wouldn't use it. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and just, I would say, don't worry about, you know, the noise outside. If you just, if you take, cause on the other side, if you take everything from everybody, then you're not going to be who you are. So, you know what I mean? You got to be true to yourself. Anybody listening right now might be like, man, I gotta listen to some people, but not who? Who, who are these people I'm supposed to listen to, Jake? What are That's for you to figure to out. That's for you to figure out. I mean, hopefully you have some intuition and um, and you and you uh, have a subscription to sports, uh, or excuse me, to the uh, Strength Coach Network, so that you have the right people to listen to when it comes time to it. The people that know what they're talking about in that realm, and then there's other, you know, other entities or other you know people you gotta listen to, whether it's leadership and and you know building good characteristics and you know all those things yeah no i'll speak to the, the leadership stuff i mean that was something that i was directly in charge of when we when i was at uh, iowa and i mean you wanted like every little thing it was like hey did you go to the bathroom the right way like it was right. it was record rent published everything like all of right. the slight stuff and but the guys will truly they, they said like they, that felt like that was kind of something that they knew like every little detail mattered to try to teach them the little things will add up over time yes it might be little and certain things but like how to just instill that life of doing things that matter because it's going to add up over time yeah um for you guys and, and you know switching gears you know going from up north we talked about uh, the weather change before we started you know recording this what is the piece of advice that you're going to give to any of our listeners that they may be training a team down south for the first time like how real is it and then how do you prepare for it taking a quick break from the show to talk to you guys about our sponsor team builder if you have any online training platform needs team builder is the go-to place team builder has the ability to integrate with velocity-based training tools they have the ability to program and have notes and videos for all of your athletes and your clients. This is your number one stop shop. Been using it since 2019 when I was working at Towson. So I've used it, love it. Make sure you check it out. Go ahead, click the link down in the description. And with that, let's get back to the show. Okay, I'll say this, this summer. So I've been here for two summers, you know, now this summer was very hot, very hot, the camp. Our, our August, you know, football camp, preseason camp, very hot, record setting for Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So how do we, you know, to go back, my very first training session, 
well, first team run after I had been here in December for the bowl prep from the previous coaches. So that was an interesting, unique uh, opportunity. But as soon as we started, you know, hey, this is Coach Kelly's team, um, there was a team, I did a team run. I did a whole team workout outside at 6 a.m. and it happened to be like 31 degrees. And so I kind of set the tone there where it's like, and I had, short, I, I didn't know any better. I, I, I just, I just wore shorts and a t-shirt. I just, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not, but I just, I like to be a little bit cold. Um, I just like to be. And they were like, coach, you're crazy, man. We, we don't do this down here. And they were like frigid, like they couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is nothing. Like, we're just going to go. It doesn't matter, you know, what the weather is, all this stuff. So maybe instilling that mindset from the very start that weather. And I told them, I said, you guys will pay me back. Don't worry. In the summers down here, you know, we got like a day of summer up from where I'm from. And that was about it. And so I'll, I'll be sweating when it comes time to. But my mind was made up. And this is, once again, going back to Coach Kelly's philosophy. At the University of Cincinnati, we didn't have, an, we didn't have a practice field. We didn't have an indoor. We didn't have a practice field. We had to go. We were on the game field, and I don't know if you've been there, but it's in the middle of campus. It's wide open. Um, but needless to say, whether there was snow or rain or unless there was a, 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 a huge risk uh, at hand, we, we were outside. And that's where I'm going to go outside as much as I can, um, you know, for the most part in training. And I knew from the start that we were going to train out in the, in the elements. Um, <clears throat> and actually, you know, Coach Tommy Moffat, who obviously, you know, is a legend in our field, who was previously here for 20 years, he, he was one of the first to reach out to me, and we've built a great relationship since I've been here, and he's been phenomenal for me and, and, and along the way. And he was like, Jake, you got to get ready for this. And, and you know, he's like, it's going to be hot. It's going to be rainy. And the first summer, it rained every day, not even, like, a joke. It rained every single day of the whole summer. and But we were outside, whether it was a little bit rainy or hot, we were outside. And so... And then this year, it didn't rain at all. We were in a huge drought, and but it was super hot. And I just knew that we had to train in it, you know. And so I was smart, obviously, leaning on my athletic trainers and, and myself and my staff. Like, we weren't, you know, uh, you know putting our, our players at risk, but we had to train in the elements. And so to prepare for it is just that. And to, to I know it's a little cliche, but to give them the mindset that, like, no matter what, we, we kind of, we got to go outside. Like, we got to play. We got to. It doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be hot. It's going to be cold. It's going to be in the middle. Whatever it is, we got to go. So um, that's kind of how we prepared for it. And, you know, then as you go along, you lean on the people that are expertise at that. You know, hey, do we got to take a 10-minute break and go, you know, into our, you know, refrigerated boxes that we have? Do we have to go in the cool tent? Do we have to, you know, maybe we can go outside for half the practice and go inside. Maybe, you know, things like that along the way. you got to be flexible and willing to take advice from those who, you know, can make those choices. Yeah, no, because I, I know it's been out there, not with you guys, but with other teams. Like, hey, we're, we're getting ready. We have a, a kickoff at this time. It's going to be record high. Like, you have to go outside and prepare for that. On the flip side, how do you handle when it's cold if it's if you've never been around it? Like, because that's yeah. the other side. Of it. Like, what do you do? The best experience I have since I've been here is we played Arkansas last year, later in the year, and it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like in the 30s, maybe. It was it was chilly, like it was chilly, and of course, these guys play into that, man. They go, man, it's great, you know, face mask and like basically have mittens on, and they got the they're walking out like uh, you know Christmas story basically. And uh, but uh, you, you just we played a video, we played that video. Of course, the, everything's taped, you know, video these days, and we we 
played the first team run that I had where dudes, you know, saw their breath while they were running and, and had their hands covered up by their sleeves and were and you know, it goes back to, we've done this guys. And, and it's not that bad. Like you, you can go and we played that video prior to going out on the field and, you know, we played it up a little bit, but use that to, to get them in the mindset that no matter what, what the temp is, we're going to go. And obviously going back to like Dr. Frank's having hot chocolate and, and, and bone broth and things like that, you got to have ideas. And even if it's just kind of placebo, like, Hey man, drink this hot stuff and you'll be good to go, you know? And, the, the tough guys to put Vaseline on and things like that. It's, you know, you find different ways to kind of trick them into one. You think that you know, make them, making themselves think that they're tough by doing this, which has nothing to do with toughness, but whatever. Um, just, just going, you know. You just said the word tough a lot of times. What does the word tough mean to you, and how do you define it for the guys down there? And how do you think other coaches that are listening to this should? I thought about I thought about this a lot, a lot, and, and toughness, and it gets thrown around so much. And I just, it's simple for me. Toughness is being consistently doing the right things all the time. Like toughness is to me is, and, and you know this is not how hard can you do one workout? How hard can you do a bunch of workouts? It's it's how hard can you do everything all the time? Can you show up on time? Can you be a good person? Are you going to hold the door for anybody, let alone, you know, a woman or child? Are you going to, you know, brush your teeth in the morning? Are you going to, you know, go to school? Are you going to call, you know, your loved ones at times? Like all that stuff matters. And that makes you tough. I think if you can be consistent in life at doing all the things you're supposed to do, because it sounds easy, but it is a hell of a lot harder than you think. And and I'm not saying I am tough by any means. The toughest person I know is my wife, by far, like without even a doubt. And uh, but as far as being tough goes, and I tell the guys a lot, and they maybe get sick of it. But guys, you got to have routines. Like I have 15 alarms. I go to bed at this time. I do the lunches. My wife does the clothes. We attack homework together. Um, we eat dinner together every night. It might be at 10:30, but that's what we do. I wake up at 5:30 no matter what, unless it's the off season when I woke up a little earlier. I have my coffee already set. My shorts, my my underwear, my socks, my shirt already set to go. I don't wait for the morning to. I don't even turn the lights on in the morning. I, I, it's all dark. Like, and it's not. I'm not lying to them, but they also. I think it's I, maybe it's good to hear that. You know, doing things consistently over time is is tough, and you don't want to do those things all the time, and that's the toughest part of it. But you know, I mean, to me, toughness is that is is can you be the same person in a good way over time? Can you, you know, be you know thankful and joyful of what your opportunity is each and every day? That's that's being tough. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I actually defined it when uh, when I was at Taos. I'm like literally used like looked up the definition of it. it was like something that's hard to break if you're told, yeah. like you're hard to break with you do the right thing day in and day out <clears throat> over the last 10 years a lot has changed in college football and a lot has changed in strength and conditioning what has been the biggest aha moment for you aha moment i mean i think this in strength and conditioning the biggest thing that's changed for me is the ability that we have to gather informative data i mean that's just what it is in the end i train the way i truly know we need to but having the capacity or the ability to, to look at things and not have to guess and having scott to be able to organize it and display it um is incredible and i, I think that that's a big thing is these the kids these days need to see you know how they're doing 
because back in our day, back whatever, even 10 years ago, you just worked and didn't know any better. And you knew that you were getting better, but, but to show them and to have, you know, smarter base on their phones and to see every single day, what, what's, I hit a new PR speed. I hit, here's my, you know, uh, progress pictures over the years. Here's my body weight, you know, progress. Here's my uh, DEXA scans here, everything. Right. And, and they can see it. And so they know, Hey man, at this point in my off season, I was really doing the right things. Maybe I slipped up a little bit at this point and it actually showed come back to it and then let's let's get you back on track you know and so i think the visualization i think the the, the athletes these days the kids these days need to see things um now it's not going to keep me from telling them because I, that's just who i am at the end of the day like i'm going to tell you what you need to know I, I did say i don't like to talk i don't like to talk much but i tell them what they need to know in pretty you know you know not very many words and and but also like I tell them, man, like, listen, there's not one thing we're hiding. I think that, I think, I mean, you tell me, you talk to more strength coaches. We have a unique uh, setup here where I, I don't hide a thing and they know everything that goes on. And I don't need to show that you're making a 10 pound improvement on your squat. Like it really doesn't mean much to me. I could, you know, everybody's improved over their off season. I did a good job. Listen, that sounds great. What I want to do is if a guy is not doing the right things and it's not showing up in development, we gotta we gotta find out what why let's let's fix it man and 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 get to the root of that so that's actually awesome hearing you say that made me think about something that i literally don't remember where i heard it but it it, it said something about like this generation might ask why more and want to see more but they might actually work harder for you because of that like yes you might have to put in a little bit more effort on the front end yeah but on the back end you're gonna get more out of it is that does that hold water to quote uh my cousin Vinny? (laughs) that's awesome yes i think uh exactly like you gotta there's a lot of education and a lot of uh you know you gotta constantly be on these guys i mean it's 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 exhausting and but it's okay because they are they are inquisitive there's no doubt hey why are we doing this? Hey, I saw this on Instagram. Why don't we do this? I, I, my, my trainer back home, what? You know, we do this. And I'm like, well, this is why I don't do this. Or this is why maybe we do this. And I, I inform them, hey, every Wednesday, we're going to do a speed top off. We're running. We're sprinting. Hit 90% of your max velocity. Well, why do we do that, coach? This is why. You know, and it shows, hey, and then I can show them. In the game, you actually were able to, to utilize that when needed. Is it always needed? No, but we're going to make sure that you have that capacity and, and, and capability to do that at certain times. And, and just there's so many other branches you could go. Um, but they are, they think they know it all, <laughs> you know, more than I've ever seen. And it's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm going to tell you why maybe you're on the right path or maybe not. And, and just, you know, it takes time. There's no doubt, like always to build trust and relationships, but, um, it's going to get there. On the flip side of the technology, and this is something that I've talked about before on strength coach network, but how do coaches in this technology era where you have all the things that you have and we're trying to help the sport coach, at what point do you think the sport coach might feel like, do I even get to coach my own team? I got all these people telling me what to do. Like, at what point yeah. does the pendulum swing too far and we're overstepping our bounds? Because that's something I've always wanted. Yeah, I mean, once again, I can only speak to how we do things and Coach Kelly. He he wants to be informed, but in the end, he knows what to do. Like he has thirty plus years of experience as a head coach, 
I've been with him for 20 of them. I've been head strength coach, you know, whatever, the director of athletic development for two years. And at this point in time, over the last 10 years, I've given him a lot of feedback, right? Whether it's GPS or force play day, he wants to know all of that. And that's the thing, he, he wants to know it and then we'll make the decision from there. And does it always tip in the favor that I think? Uh, most of the time it's, we're, we're in a pretty good spot, but um, there's definitely gonna be times, this is what I'll say, he doesn't. He knows that I'm not there, just trying to say, "Look at what I can do." Like, look, look at this man. I got. I do all this, and look at. Hey, Scott made this graphic. Man, it's unbelievable. You should see it. I don't. We don't do that. We. He knows that we truly want to do what's best for the team, and so that's providing the the the, the correct information at the correct time, and knowing that <clears throat> he knows that I'm going to give him advice or from how I see it and my expertise to him without, you know, knowing that he could snap back and say, no, we're going to do it this way. All right, let's roll, baby. I'm with it. I'm with you. Let's go. So, um, but there's no doubt that I think you could over, overdo it or just, if you, if you, you know, once again, don't have the relationship or, or if you just think you're going to, you know, be the data guy and that's all you got going for you, then, you know, if you don't have any substance to who you are and how you do things, then, then you're probably going to be in a tough spot. I mean, it'd be another My Cousin mini quote, but I mean, you talked about the, the deck of it's cards crazy. and how shiny it is, but it was just, yeah. it's them. I'm going to go back and watch that for it's reference. Yeah, I've seen it. Right. I've seen it. Fantastic. Yeah. How has being a dad of, you know, the six-pack as you talked, how is that making you a better coach because you've, you have, you have six kids to deal with, so you have a lot of different personalities. Talk about what it's like raising a family in is this a uh, a spawn off of Mike McDaniel from yesterday? Did you see that? I have uh, no was it was it Mike McDaniel? Is it Mike McDaniel, the head coach for the Dolphins? Is that his name? Um, he had a great quote the other day about being a dad and being a head coach. Um, but that's it. You're just that. <laughs> no. Uh, so once again, being a father, who hopefully I'm doing an okay job. Um, it you know you have to be organized. You have to be confident you have to be loving you have to be willing to um provide you know great example and structure to the kids but also like i learn a lot from my kids a lot like they're they're awesome and crazy smart and i'm totally blessed to have the wife that i have that drives most of the um structure that we have but um it's the same thing. I mean, as a college coach and dealing with 18 to 22 year olds, they're not far off from my three year old, <laughs> you know, but it, and, uh, it is a joke, but it's also probably true. Like they, they want to be instructed. They want to know what's right from wrong. They want to do that. Will they always choose the right path? Absolutely not. Um, but there's no doubt that you have to continue what you, what you know is true and, and believe in. Um, but there's a lot of similarities, man. And, and you know, getting into this business before I had any kids, um, it wasn't many years, just a couple years. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably one of the driving factors. I hope it's one of the driving factors for why we get into this thing. And it goes back to when I was a player, uh, when I practiced for Coach Kelly, uh, that I, I wanted to get the guys that really had the ability to do the right thing. If that was me just trying to give them, you know, 
education and instruction and, and, and working my ass off on the scout team so that they could take you know the, the real reps or when they were you know when they happened to be a little bit dinged up I'll take the reps with the with the ones like it didn't matter what it was um, I want to do this because I want to help those guys and I want to help these you know the, the, the players to you know become who they want to become and I have a very good idea of how that should look and I want to you know whether that's talking to them one-on-one or pushing them or coaching them or, or you know providing them with with I think an optimal structure to develop like all those things involved I want to help I just want to help these dudes and I think that's the reason that I got into this and I know I don't say it maybe as clean and defined as others but I want to help these dudes and, and help them be who they are and who they want to be and you know it's going to take a lot of work every single day and that's the same thing as being a father and a husband is there ain't no days off at all and you always gotta go <laughs> yeah no it doesn't it doesn't matter like there's no uh there's no calling out to be like oh you know you gotta you gotta figure it out today kid like it, 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 you're on your own with this one that, that don't happen right 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 no I mean it, if my three-year-old needs help, I'm probably going to help him. I might have him, you know, do some things on his own to try to process and go. But my 22-year-old, you know, running back, he might have to figure some things out on his own too. But I might have to be there for him when he falls and pick him up. And you know, it's all those things, and it's it's very similar. Yeah, no, and like you just said, though, you're going to be spending that amount of time with them, so you're going to be yes. investing in them. And like, so anybody that is listening to this now, like, still rewind and hear that again. It, it is about pouring into the kids and not like I was actually in a conversation with a personal terrorist today, not a personal trainer. I'm going to quote Buddy Morris on that one, but he was like putting out all this crap, and I was like, bro, like let's just let's talk about this and try to. Pour. He's like, I got two hundred thousand followers. I'm not like. How about we actually put out something that's good for these kids? Yeah. <clears throat> because like you said, they are so young and impressionable, and we need to be there to help guide and foster those relationships with them because these are very vulnerable years for these athletes, for these people trying to figure out what they want to do. There's no doubt. I mean, you hit it right in the head. I mean, in, in these days, there's so many voices to these players, whether it be NIL or agents already. And already? I'm going to... Oh yeah. I've been, I've been yeah. Power so, since so, so these kids, they can have agents right now, and that's how they get the NIL deals. Is they have these agents, literally, that can negotiate different contracts for whatever. And so, that's been a complete change. I mean, that's just within the last two years of of college football and and other voices that are always there, family and friends, and oh yeah, he he he's trying to hold you back. You should be playing. Do you not understand that if you are successful and we as a team make the right decisions, I also get paid and I also can feed my family. But it goes, you know, it's 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 all those things. I want you to do well, so of course I can do well. But I, like you just said, we're here and we spend a lot of time with you and build relationships and I truly want you to succeed. So why don't you listen? <laughs> no, shut up and go. No, but... uh. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's it. There's so many, like you said, they're, they're so, they're sponges. They are, and they want to know. And the kids these days are so like, like you just said, that's a perfect example. I saw this on Instagram, this, this BOSU ball, like whatever, quarter squat with, you know, Seedman showed me this one time. And well, are, are, do you know what you're talking about? Does he, do you know if he knows what he's talking about? I'm with you every day. I'm with, you know, don't say my trainer. I am your 
coach, you know, if you will, your your guy here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the right plan. If you don't think so, then then I mean, we gotta have a talk. But um, it's you know, it's just never gonna change. But it's always gonna be it's always gonna be there. If we need to continually talk to these guys and educate them, and, and they they want to be told. But also, there's a lot of noise coming from every direction for these guys. Forecasting ahead, what do you think is going to be the next trend or the next thing that's going to happen in strength and conditioning that will disrupt the industry, whether for the good or for the negative? Oh, man. I don't think like that. Uh, <laughs> I got to come with something. I mean, it's probably going to be that, you know, by the time, you know, is it going to be, you know, this, this, time of, of the season or time of the year where they have their own trainers and, and you know like the NFL there's going to be isn't I mean I don't know I've never been in the NFL but I know in the NFL there's guys that you know hey they're going to be with the team but also they might get some work in with their guys that might be in town right I mean I think that that's a thing is that going to be a thing in college athletics I mean I hope not but um, you know it could be where these guys you know get a deal with the local you know, box and whatever trainers and they got to go and they want to go and train or, or develop or even if it's skill work, right? I mean, I'm going to go to my guy and, and, and get my work in after practice. Well, what do you think practice did? Like, do you, you know, so maybe, maybe that's something that's going to be there. I don't know. No, that's, a, that's an interesting point because from uh, our conversations with Buddy and then my friend uh, Moses over at the Patriots, he actually talks about how like his biggest offseason is actually the in-season because it's his most concentrated time oh, yeah. where they can actually be around the guys. He's like, oh, he's like, you're with the guys 48, 47 like, weeks out of the year. He's like, you can really get your hands on them and do some things. And you don't have you know that long of a break where – you get that in our interrupted training, which then that's when you see all those you know, spikes of injuries, whether it be because they keep the chronic or it isn't high enough for life, right? Right. Moses is a great guy, by the way. I, I spent a week with him um, a few years ago now, many, maybe five years ago. Um, he's he's an OG strength coach. Like, he's one of the best. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it makes sense. It's the same for us. I tell them when I recruit, when I'm, when I'm doing recruiting presentations, I don't put up our off season program. I talk about it, but I talk about why and how you want to come here because of my in season program. And it, and it's, it's the organization. It's not just how we lift weights. It's how I have an influence or how we construct our in season program. You know, it's, it's Coach Kelly and the practice modeling and the way we provide you with, you know, a nutrition plan and, you know, recovery modalities and, and all these things. This is the most important time, you know, if you want to say, you know, this is when you make your money. I mean, literally in the NFL, that's when you make money. It's the only time you get paid is during the season. You don't get paid in the offseason. So I always kind of say that. But it's also, like, listen, we, we don't just guess in season and think that, oh, yeah, we're getting better, getting worse. Like, the reason we do all these things, these, you know, kind of moving force play jumps and Nordic hamstring curls and GPS monitoring and, you know, speed exposures is because I want to make sure you know that you're still in a good spot to, to you know, produce on Saturdays. Um, and, and not a lot of, I don't really know. I don't really care. I, I, that's how I'm doing it. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going to provide you with that structure and we're going to continue to progress and push so that you can not just kind of maintain. It's going to be. That's the longest period from August till hopefully January at some point. That's when we're training. Like that's, it's a lot of weeks. And so we'll get a couple eight week blocks, obviously in the off season and we have spring ball and like it's, it, you're going to make it. Like, 
you're going to be lifting. That's all you're going to do. So you're going to, of course, I mean, as an 18, 22 year old, I hope your t- testosterone is going crazy at that time. And you're going to make some gains. Like I, I hope you would, geez, I hope no matter what you do, you're probably getting a little bit bigger, faster, stronger, a little bit. Um, I think what we do here is, is better than that. Uh, but also, like I said, in the in season, that's where, that's where we need you the most. That's what you came here for. You didn't come here to, you know, squat. You came here to play football. I actually used to say that to the recruits too. That I would be like, "Hey, listen, I'm not familiar with your high school. At what point during the game did the referee stop the game and bring the power rack out for you to win?" Like, you sweet. Mom, dad, and the kids, they just start laughing. I was like, that's yeah. like, you're here to play football, and then you have to lift with me as part of it. So uh, yeah. let's keep the main thing the main thing. Without giving away any of your secrets, but from a 10,000-foot view with recovery, how do you think it's best to, to periodize mo- uh, the different modalities so the body doesn't just get used to it and it's like, oh, I'm not going to actually recover? Because you see it all yeah. the time where people are just always in the normal time, always doing this one thing. The best thing that I can say is in the off-season, I... I really push and educate to not to just sleep and eat and you know you're gonna be sore and I want you to be in the red when our when we're doing our wellness questionnaires every single day and you say you're super sore and fatigued I, I hope you are during the offseason not every I mean to a point you get what I'm saying because um, then you know you don't the, all the, 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 the you know whether it be undulating your, your recovery modalities and such like I, I want you to recover from how you're creating great habits away from here to know that that's going to be that should stay with you and hold true during the season but hey listen there is a way and there's some other ways that we can um you know help you out in this in this you know uh in season block if you will um but that's that's the biggest thing is we really you know we, we try hard to get the guys to not you know have any kind of recovery you know to a certain extent modalities and just learn how to live and, and, and get to a point you need, you can work every day within the means of your habits and routines every day. And then during the in-season, we go from there. For anybody that is listening and you talk about nutrition, and they're like, okay, how do you get people to eat fruit and veggies if they've never done it? What's your go-to strategy? <laughs> it's hard, man. On one, having Dr. Frakes, and he's huge. Um, <laughs> he, he's literally big, literally, physically. He's a big dude, right? He's, he's a big fella. Um, played college football, you know, obviously is, is tremendous and he's couldn't do what I'm doing without him. Um, and I mean, it takes time and, and it's sometimes it takes, we used to joke, I'm sure Scott told you, uh, there was, I think it was a wide receiver for us last year that like he ate strawberries once and like had a good practice or a good game or something. We were like, Dude, you see, man, if you eat a little bit of veggies and, and fruit, like you're going to be in a good spot. And it, it was a joke, but it, maybe it was true. But, uh, you know, it's just getting them and finding creative ways that they will, uh, you know, do what we educate them on. Because there's no doubt that they don't know. And it's not them to blame. They don't know that not eating Chick-fil-A sandwiches every single day is, is not the best thing for them or whatever. And, and this beautiful facility that you saw the cafeteria we have available for them, uh, it actually is good. And, and, and don't just, you know, be short to say that food's nasty. Like, is it, have you tried it? Do you even know what food you're supposed to eat? And, and, and we provide them with all that structure. So, um, the, the biggest thing is just, you got to beat them, beat them, beat them, beat them, beat them over the head with the hammer until, they find a way to get a little bit in there, then they might find a little success and um, go from there. It's not easy. What's it like working at a place with all the buzz down there of like 
baseball, women's basketball, both won national championships. Like, what is that like working in a in a campus where you know it's to quote one of my buddies, he's like, it's fourth and goal from the one every day. Yeah, um, it's awesome because you know there's no pressure. Like, it's just a privilege. Like we. At the last place we were at for 12 seasons, it was similar. Like there was no league, there was no, it was just, you had to win. And so, I mean, it's why we got into this. I mean, if we, if we aren't in here to have success, then you know what I mean? Why are we doing this? So, uh, but there's no doubt that it's a, I think it's a good thing. Like it brings exposure, it brings some energy. I'm all for like organic natural energy that even if it comes from other places, like we, uh, they put something out, I'm sure, on social media. We played up the whole baseball thing uh, this past offseason. I got all my guys, yeah, yeah, baseball yeah, yeah, jerseys, yeah. and we had – I like to have fun sometimes during the training sessions, and we'll have, like – we had, like, a – I think it was a hitting contest or something. I can't remember what it was. Home, it was something like that. It wasn't even a home run derby. It was just – oh, it was pitching. It was, it was hitting. That's what it was. We were throwing a baseball – against the wall and that we put a square strike zone and they had a kid couple pitches to try to hit the strike zone that's what it was and uh so we played it up and it, it was it was fun and so you know all that i'll take and, and and i think it's good for the players like they see the other teams you, you think they're not talking to each other you think they're not hanging out with the baseball guys or hanging out with the with the basketball girls and, and knowing like hey we're we're having success oh man well i want a piece of that too like why, you know, so I think it goes all around. It, it it just provides a a great atmosphere for all of us to push for success. How do you get those organic? How, how do you do that organically for anybody that's listening? Like, okay, is it just because it is natural who you are, getting back to what you talked about. But like, how do you how do you foster that for somebody that maybe isn't that way and they, they're trying to get that success? Yeah. You mean like, well, from an energy standpoint, right? Or just yeah, success, like, yeah, this is wearing sunglasses at night. Waving so like, let me go off on a little tangent here. So our first, our first team meeting with coach Kelly and the team, uh, he literally said, this is where he's the best it's word for word. My strength conditioning coaches will not be waving towels on the sideline. You're your job is to get yourself motivated to get yourself fired up and so if you can't do that then you know i mean we gotta we gotta find a way to move on and from there we just sat back like what's up like now now i i personally my my personality i'm a little bit i'm, I'm a guy i get i get a little energetic you know and it's just natural like i just i like to to have a good time to to you know, but during the, the summer, whether it just happened or not, I'll uh, break my, you know, capacity sessions or tempo sessions up into four quarters. Sometimes it just happens like that where we have a certain amount of reps for a certain amount of, and it's four quarters. And I'll always educate them. We're going into the fourth quarter. Coach Kelly has a four quarters of winning football, LSU football, that we kind of break down with, with different mantras and words. And it just works perfectly. And I, and I explain it a lot during the offseason. And I say, there's one thing we never do, and from the start, from when they're true freshmen or not, we do not put fours up. We don't. I want to, to look at the other sideline and have them putting fours up. This is not a fourth quarter program. This is a our program, our athletic development program. That's what it is. And so if you're just going to try to get it done in the fourth quarter, then um, you know, you're going to have some issues prior to that. So it's just, it's just all those things. From Coach Kelly, like I said, from the top, he, is, he wants energy and enthusiasm not false energy, but genuine enthusiasm. 
that's one of our mantras coming out of the third quarter. You know, coming out of the locker room, we want energy and enthusiasm. How do you provide that? Well, it's by doing well. By if we're on defense, let's go three and out. If you're on offense, go down and score. You're probably going to be excited if you're if you if you're having you know winning games and, and scoring more points than the opponent or or making stops. You're going to have some natural juice to you. Do you need a guys you know waving on the sideline and having towels? You know, maybe there's some guys that like to do that. I'm not going to like tell them to stop. You know, if there's some players that want to do that, sure, that's cool. But that's not something that we're going to orchestrate. You know, it's not going to be, all right, who's we need the juice going. We need a juice guy. You know what I mean? It's just so, I mean, it just comes from the top. So it's kind of easy for me. But also, like I said, I'm actually kind of a little bit, my, my optimal zone, if you will, is a little bit higher than some. Um, you know, and, and, and my guys, as far as who you saw, you saw who I got here. I mean, my guys are awesome. They're going to be, provide. Well, they're they're gonna provide whatever stimulus, whatever you know, environment that they're creating and getting in their mind. Like he's he's Seger's fired up at times. Ike's fired up at times. Z, you know, Z played in the NFL for a few. Like it's gonna be there, Scott. You know, we're gonna wait. We're gonna you know have a couple fist pumps here and there, and 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 then, uh, but but it's gotta happen from success. I mean, you know, I think and being involved in the process. When you're so involved in the process of how we're doing things, and you see it come to fruition, then. I would hope you're going to have some energy and excitement from that. Yeah, when you see a kid that you've been with, and maybe it's a kid that hasn't played for a while, you see him go and succeed, and like, yeah, you're obviously jacked up for that. And that's that's completely different, and that's something we've talked about at Strange Personality for a while. Like, look, if you put the fours up, put the threes and the twos in the ones, because they're all, they're all just as valuable. Um, yeah. The last question I have for you here is, what has been best book that you've read that has shaped anything within your training philosophy? If there is one. Like, so, I am... That's Strength Network all the way. I am known for buying books and never reading them. <laughs> or, or I'm a big, like, alright, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to them and kind of reference every book. Um, so, I've bought a lot of books over the years, like we all have, I'm sure. And I, I, like I said, I reference many books. Um, I honestly can't think of one book that's like, that's my book. I mean, I, I've, I've read a lot. So my, my undergrad, like the way I learned or the way I got into this was through, you know, I played for coach Kelly, uh, practice for him. Sorry. And, uh, the head strength coach at the time, literally the day I got done, he's like, you're my assistant. I was like, cool. Like, let's go. So obviously there's a little bit before that, but I, you know, I, my, my undergrad, I took six years of, of college before I graduated with my bachelor's 192 credit hours. And I think I had like a 3.78 or something like that. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I think I, I think I ended up graduating with like a teacher certificate certificate with like business ed. I was going to be a computer teacher. And, uh, so I had nothing to do with, you know, kinesiology, exercise, phys, <laughs> things like that. So I knew, I knew how to teach and I knew how to coach and learning, you know, how to program and how the human body works and a lot of things um, just came from a lot of reading, a lot of, you know, I didn't take any postgraduate degree uh, classes, courses until I was 36, I think, and had five kids. Like, I was like, oh, this is perfect timing. Let's, let's get a master's degree. Hell yeah. And, uh, but it meant something to me then at that point where I had years of experience where I could really have some contextual, you know, experience along with it, with, with my learning. So I could really take it and put it into play right away. And it was awesome. Um, but you know, prior to that, it was just a lot of 
on the on the fly on the fly or on the, in the field coaching and experience and talking. And I, my thing is, I like to talk to people. I try to, you know, gather as much info from coaches, from peers, from other you know entities, and just you know, how's it going? How how can I utilize your skills or what you've done, your experience, and try to you know maybe mold it into my own. Um, but to answer your question, I don't have a favorite book. Um, oh, yeah, read a lot of kids' books. Oh, me too. I mean, yeah. Uh, Dino basketball right now is the one that Ooh. I just took out from, uh, from school. So, there we go. I love what it. What would you say then for, you know, the whole point of why we exist is we're bridging the gap from what is taught in classroom to what happens in the yeah. world. Any young strength coach that's been listening this far, <clears throat> what's your couple pieces of advice then? Man, just just be open-minded, continue to learn. Like I said, I'm. it took me until I was 39 years old and and – 16 years as, as an assistant to be a head strength coach or a, you know director of athletic development and you know if that's what you strive to be uh just know that and, and believe it's going to happen in the right way um but always have a plan always have a plan and be organized and and be open-minded that's my three things be, have a plan be organized and be open-minded because you're going to need all those things you're going to need good people around you um in order to you know hopefully have a su- successful career Thank you for coming on, man. I, I appreciate everything that you're doing down there. You guys, I think, are making I think you're making college football strength and conditioning better. I think you're doing the right thing. So you should be proud of what you're building down there, bro. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you.